Big Tech. Well, the big story in big tech this week is more mass layoffs across the sector. Sarah L. Atom is the general manager at the digital agency uh, August. She's here with me now. Sarah, Meta tops the list this week announcing they'll cut thousands of jobs. What's the reason they've given? Yeah, they uh, they have announced that, Andy. And um, it's it's really interesting. So the tech industry had a huge boom over COVID. Um, and it's certainly now balancing out some of the staff cuts that we're seeing. And Meta have announced that they're planning um, planning these cuts and have described it as a year of efficiency and really looking to trim middle management and speed up the company's decision making um, and really focus on financial performance of, of the company too. Uh, Atlassian uh, has slashed 500 jobs this week. 120 of those were here in Australia, but they're saying their decision isn't reflective of their overall financial performance, rather they'll be reinvesting in roles and that sort of adding better support uh, to their priorities, which sounds like a whole lot of gobbledygook to me. This was a company <laughs> that was advertising for staff that could work remotely out of vans, what, just mm. six months ago. Uh, what's happening here? Yeah, this was um, this was quite a quite a turn for for Atlassian, and they have posted a public letter um, that that they posted to their staff as well around uh, these job cuts, and and the the cuts will be focusing specifically on talent acquisition, program management, and research um, and insights. And so, I guess when you're hiring less people, you need a smaller hiring team as well. Um, and so, for for Atlassian, while they while they say it's not focusing on that financial performance, ultimately we're looking at these large companies who have hired thousands of people and hundreds of people during COVID um, and coming out of COVID, they need to work out how do we stay financially sustainable and what does this look like in the future? And we're seeing really targeted language. So, for example, Atlassian saying that they're rebalancing their workforce, um, face, uh, Meta talking about a year of efficiency. It's really about that simplification, um, which we also have seen with Zero letting 800 people go um, as well. And they're stating that they need to simplify their business too to reach their goals. If you've just tuned in, Sarah L. Atom is here. We're talking big tech on our end drive. Uh, now, several countries, including those in the European Union, Canada and the United States, have banned the use of TikTok on government-issued devices. Uh, this is a kind, kind of comes as security concerns about TikTok are there. Uh, the chief operating officer, Vanessa Pappas, has called out the TikTok bans as xenophobic. That's, there certainly seems to be a concerted campaign amongst GOP politicians in the States to point the rhetoric in that direction, however dog whistly. Mm. How does she back up this claim? Yeah, so Vanessa Pappas is talking at um, a summit in the US just recently and, and she was pointing out that there are industry-wide problems um, and that most social media map, uh, apps, regardless of their country of origin, do pose risks of data harvesting and content manipulation to influence public opinion and, and, and that is, you know, we've seen that in different reports um, and it can, you know, even tilt an election um, at in some areas, which are the main national security concerns that we hear about TikTok as well. And so she's really used those angles to back up this xenophobic claim. And I mentioned the GOP party and some of those outspoken Republicans, but who's also backing up this claim? Are we hearing it from the Democrats? Are we hearing it from other, uh, you know, governments around the world? 
Yeah, I, th- I think there's a really interesting um, conversation going on around this th- this new problem where um, TikTok is so it, it is different to some of the other social media apps because it's based in a country with that with with an authoritarian political system, and so um, even the the Australian government's Home Affairs Office have said that they would be looking into the harvesting of data by TikTok um, amid growing concerns of the amount of personal personal data that the Chinese government may or may not have reached to via the platform. And so these are these are new problems for government. As you mentioned, the European Union and Canada have banned TikTok on government-issued devices. And I think we're going to see this open up more and more questions from governments to say, well, how do we protect this information going forward and how do we evolve in this space as well? Just while I've got you, YouTube has backflipped on its advertiser-friendly content guidelines set last November and says now that all profanities won't be treated the same on the platform. So what is allowable if you do want to monetize your content through third-party advertisements? And I might remind you, we are at a a child pickup time sort of (laughs) zone at the moment, so we can't really tell you which words, but I mean, what is the plan here? Yes. So I would very briefly say the safest approach is to have no swear words in your titles or in your content and definitely not in the first seven seconds. Um, And don't ever use the F word. um, That's probably just not a good idea in any of YouTube content. But if you are going to use curse words or swear words, there's, there's a spectrum of severity that they're looking at. And so um, with, they do talk about mild oaths and um, the use of "damn," for example. But um, the, the the very kind of censored profanity will still earn ad revenue if they are in the title, the thumbnail, or video content. But your ad revenue would be limited. Uh, if you start to use stronger profanity. And then if you are using stronger profanity throughout the content, you're likely to not earn any ad revenue. Um, Equally, if you're using any hateful or derogatory content, that's going to come up against YouTube policies as well. Yeah, well, cue the free speech arguments. Uh, We'll have to leave it there. Sarah L. Atom, (laughs) thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thanks, Andy. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.